Happy Easter, Payne County. I know what you're saying. Easter's over, Father isn't it? O'Brien, Easter was last week. Well, Easter is 50 days long. 50. If you're a Catholic. Wow. I'm Father Brian O'Brien, uh, the pastor of St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church in Stillwater, Oklahoma. I'm here with Father Kerry Wakulich, who is the pastor of St. John Catholic Student Center. Coming up on the end of the year, Father. Are am you ready? I, am I allowed to talk? Or are you just going to introduce me? I, w- I just asked you a question. Oh, did you really? Are you ready for the end of the year? I am, I am not sure. It's it coming. Is, it's going to happen whether I wanted to. Graduation, what, May 11th? Uh, yeah. OSU. Saturday, May 11th. Ooh, that's soon. That is real soon. And then the then there's Sunday masses, and then I'm taking students on a, bil- um, a pilgrimage. Yeah. Belgium, Belgium, Luxembourg, Netherlands, Germany, and France, all in that little zone up there. That We're doing the... Um, Marian apparitions of Benu. You ever heard of the Marian apparitions? There's two approved Marian apparitions uh, the only, the in Belgium. The first time I heard about it was when you told me about it like a month ago. And uh, the Eucharistic miracle in Hasset. Oh. And then we're going to go to Orval Monastery, visit the Maginot Line Are in these France. Real places? I think I, some of them I just made up. Oh. Lou, Louvain. Oh, in that da- Ooh, that's where, I'm going to see that's our boy Damien. Damien Amolkai. Booyah. Fist bump. Boom. Yeah. Um, so so w- those that's are awesome. Yeah. So we're gonna go there. We're gonna so be. So you have an eventful few weeks here. Ten with days. The end of school, and all that comes with it. The stress of finals and students yeah. freaking out. It's gonna be fun. What happens? Is everyone like at the end of the year? Does everyone like break up? They should. I think we should. I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think we should see each other over the summer. <laughs> or you know, like okay, he's a senior, she's a junior. He's like, okay, I'm out of here. That usually doesn't Peace happen. Out. There's FaceTime and road trips now, and I think people stay. I don't know okay. if they break up. Well, I mean, I'm, I just want to do God's will. No, but procrastination does show up. The old trap oh, yeah. of, oh, if I wait till the last minute, it only takes a minute. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, yeah, it's a great time of year uh, here in Stillwater. The weather is turning uh, nice, and it's green, and the end of school, uh, graduation coming up. We have at the parish, we have... Uh, First communion oh. next week. I had my very first first communicants. What was that, two years ago? Yeah. Was that three years ago? And the wee little children, they were so adorable in their now they're little in fifth grade, knock gloves and dresses. And now they're in fifth grade. You can grade. come. Do you want to come? I'll pass. I won't oh be here. Gosh. When is it? Why do When's you your hate first the communion? kids? Wow. When is your first communion? Gosh. Uh, it's May 4th and 5th. Oh, okay, May 4th and 5th. Are they going to throw a party like uh, like Michael Corleone in, uh, with, with his, uh, his first communion? Yeah, and the Godfather with his first communion party when the like the governor shows up or senator shows up that oh. they're uh, planning to ruin his career. I don't think we'll have any group. senators at ours, but, but Jesus will be there and it'll be awesome. So yeah, we're the 4th and 5th, and then we have a confirmation coming up uh, the next Thursday. High school confirmation. High school confirmation, yeah. And then uh, what else? Well, graduation... Uh, we're gonna do a men's night. That's not till June though. June seventh, yeah. men's night. Are Catholic gonna, man show. Are you gonna invite me? Catholic man show is coming back. June seventh. Are you here? I. You should come. I'm about to check all my calendar. All men, all men of Payne County. June seventh, the Catholic man. What day show. is that? Is it's that a, a Friday night? Friday night. I think I have a wedding at your church. Well then. I think I have a rehearsal. Okay. I might as well stop on by. And there it is. That's a lot. We got a lot of weddings coming up. I have you. five weddings back to back to back at your church. In one day? Uh, I wish they were all in one record. day, but they're in four weekends. Oh, my. Yeah. Well, you can do it. Well, I've got enough energy. 
You can do it. Thanks. I believe in you. I'm glad you've given me a boost of confidence. Uh, what? So it is. So it's Easter, uh, which is amazing. Uh, we made it through Lent. We made it through Holy Week. My goodness, man! I Holy loved Week. Holy Week. Holy Week was. I don't know. I don't know how we did that. It's uh, awesome. I love Holy Week. No, I love it. It's just it was just insane. You know what? I one of the things I really enjoy about Holy Week is at the end of Holy Week when I realize all the mistakes I made during Holy Week. Well, like during the liturgy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we had like... this conversation yesterday. We we're like, oh man. <laughs> We listen to this. There's another. There's a great podcast out there. It's called the Liturgy Guys. Oh, they're it's, awesome. And if you're if you're into like Catholic liturgy, and anyway, they do a really good job. These guys from uh, the Liturgical Institute in Chicago, and they did a whole episode, <laughs> which has been out for like it's like two years old. Yeah, probably should have listened to it before uh, Holy Week. Well, why because would I they do were that? pointing out like numerous things, and you text me, and you're like. Uh, the spire is supposed to be going. I don't think we're supposed to do this, and I was like, "No, we did that too." Anyway, yeah, we'll 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 correct and move on, because God is merciful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is Divine Mercy Sunday. And it is, yes, indeed. Oh, I love Sunday, Divine Mercy Sunday. Uh, the twenty eighth is that was that today? What? I don't know. Anyway, Divine Mercy Sunday is the second Sunday of Easter. So I was thinking, you know, I added it all up, and during Holy Week, between me and you. Drum roll. Wait, wait, wait. What are we drum rolling for we, between me and we you? Heard what? 20 hours of confessions. In our little town? Just me and you. Whoa. I know. That's a lot of soul well, cleaning. You did, that, you did that three hour Holy Thursday night uh, marathon. Oh, yeah. You know, I used to do that all night confession. Yeah. And then I realized it's good during a few hours, and then you're sitting in there. One is the loneliest number that you've ever well, seen. Well, and I think, too, when you, when you have it. I like doing it like an hour here and two hours here, and you know, and you kind of try to mix up the times of day. Yeah. So we had it. I mean, during Holy Week, we had there were there were mornings, there were middays, there was weekends, there was weekdays, evenings. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, it was awesome. It was awesome. That's a lot of confessions. So, That's a lot of clean souls. I know. A lot of saints. I know. Woo. Amazing. So Divine Mercy Sunday uh, is is uh, if you're if you're old. Uh, older, you're saying to yourself, I don't remember that when I was a kid. And that is true because it's actually only been around since like the year 2000. Yeah. Unless you're from Poland. (laughs) (laughs) Then it's been around for uh, a very long time. What did the, St. Faustina started having the visions of Jesus uh, in like the 30s, 31 Thirty-one. Yeah. So okay. So give us a give us a little a little rundown because you've been. I've never been to Poland. You've never been you've really. Been, I've never been to Poland. I've been five times. See, that's five more times than me because I've never been there. Really, it's amazing. No, I take that back. I've been four times. That's All, five four more times than me. Five I've times? Never I can't there. remember. Yeah, I've, I, never, I, I've never been to Poland. I originally went with uh, Father Ray Goronsky, who was a Jesuit priest. I've never been there. <laughs> <laughs> Not once. You've never taken me anywhere. Uh, uh, I've never been to a Final Four. How many I th- invited you. I invited you. How many of those you been to? Nineteen. Whoa, that's a lot more than five. Yeah, but those are like in San Antonio and Dallas. It's not Poland. Okay, you want to go to Poland then? I would love to go to Poland. I'm going to go in two years with college students. Uh, I try to do it every year. I have a funeral. Oh, really? You got to wash your cat that day? Yeah. Oh, My yeah. Hair, I, got an, I got a hair appointment. A hair appointment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to go to the podiatrist for your toenails? Okay. No, got. What? 
Okay, so uh, Divine Mercy Sunday. Give us the give us a little a little history. Where did where L- did it little come history, from? Little history. Who is Saint Faustina? Okay, what's going on there? Okay, uh, so you get the well. A couple of things you got to do is get the borders. Poland doesn't exist uh, because of uh, because of World War uh, the end of World War One of the Treaty of Versailles. Poland comes back together. It's off the map for over two hundred years. So it's just disappeared from the continent and from every uh, every map. So that's kind of the background, uh, some of this too. And then in in like early 1930, I think is uh, when she's a, no- a novice, Sister Faustina starts having these visions of the the fires of God's love, and she even brings oh. them to her sisters, her superior, and starts letting them know. And even her spiritual director, when she's in um, because Vilnius, which is in Lithuania. And Poland are very similar. They, they they share close borders and close ties. And they were once under the same king, uh, the, the king of Vilnius. And so th- she starts having, that's why there's two images, the Vilnius image and the Krakow image. And so she starts having these uh, visions and Jesus says, hey, Sister Faustina, I want you to make an image of my divine mercy. And I want you to just do it. This just is like, Jesus talking. Yeah, Jesus to, is visiting to, her like, to her. yeah. There's a story that goes something like this. Oh, uh, that Jesus comes into a room and begins to talk to her and says, you know, I want this image done and I want these rays of mercy coming out. And she's not an artist, so she's got to like figure this out. So she contracts with an artist and begins to uh, have him paint. Like a police sketch. Like a police sketch What's artist? his nose? What, okay, now describe his nose. Uh-huh, describe Does his nose. Does he have a high forehead? Okay, so internet doesn't exist at this time. Right, so there's not a lot of uh, you, no, I know you can't get a lot of uh, you know stuff via the internet. Well, okay, just a little fast forward uh, to 2000. They're transporting the image of Divine Mercy and the image of the Shroud of Turin uh, from Massachusetts Shrine of Divine Mercy in Massachusetts to another uh, parish to give a talk, and they put the two images together, and that's when they find out that the Shroud of Turin image, the face. And the face of the image of divine mercy had the same dimensions, what? same nose, eye sockets, and jawline. Yeah, the guy who did the original image had never seen the image of the Shroud of Turin. So then she gets moved to Krakow to this uh, right, Saint Joseph. Back to the thirties. Okay, back, back to, to the thirties. She gets moved to the uh, convent in Krakow, uh, Poland, Saint Joseph's Convent, which is uh, which is really cool because there's uh, there's this young man that walks by there. Uh, Almost uh, daily, his name is uh, Carol Wojtyła, and I've heard of him. Yeah, so he makes his little walking uh, route. That's, that's Pope John Paul II. Oh, is that his name? For all of you uh, Catholic theological novices out there, yeah. Before he became John Paul II, he was Carol Wojtyła. Yeah, so they lived in uh, his dad and him lived in Krakow in the thirties. So I'm looking at pictures right now of the Shroud of Turin and the Divine Mercy image, and I know. they match. That is crazy. Yeah. I've never heard that. Uh-huh. Vinnie Flynn showed me that in like uh, two, maybe 2002, 2003. Dang. When okay. I was hanging Keep out. going. Keep okay. going. Sorry. So she sends, she gives this message in uh, 1938, October of 1938. Let us, let us immerse ourselves in God's mercy. Let Amen. us immerse ourselves in God's mercy because a great war is about to come upon us. And so she dies uh, with that last message. She's kind of this prophetess of Poland. And a year later, September 1st, 1939, what happens, Father Brian O'Brien? What do you, World War II. World War II begins. And so, boom, the bombardment of the Nazis roll into Poland. 
and there's this great upheaval and terror on every yeah, side. No mercy. Yeah, that's where the at one point in time, uh, uh, there was a, a newspaper article in German that said the Polish concentration camps. And the Poles were like, no, 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 no. These are the Nazi concentration camps in Poland. So then there begins this uh, attempt to exterminate all these people in Poland. And Poland's divided. There's wars going on in its borders. But there's also this message of divine mercy going on, circling throughout the country. And there's processions of the image of divine mercy uh, from St. Joseph's convent in, uh, in Krakow. And all along, there's this young man, Karol Wojtyla, who stops at this shrine and prays on his way to the rock quarry where he worked oh. during, uh, the, uh, during World War II, while he was also a college student and kind of a uh, hidden seminarian as well. And so this is the, uh, this is the culture that the message of divine mercy is coming out of greatest evil in the 20th century. Ah, you could say Stalin was probably great evil too. Abortion. Yeah, abortion, Stalin, mm-hmm. Hitler. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are the greatest evils of our time. And this is where the message of divine mercy is coming oh, out of. Now, the, the message of divine mercy isn't saying, hey, uh, hate your enemy and love yourself. No. No? Is that, no, it's not. The message of divine mercy is saying, immerse all of these people, the entire world in the fountain of my mercy, the ocean of my mercy, even the most evil people, like Mm. the worst people you can think of, immerse them in my mercy. Yeah, and I think this is where divine mercy, like, because you could, somebody could say like, oh, I mean, it's it's Polish, I'm not Polish. Some random sister had this, you know, St. Faustine, I've never heard of her. Uh, Like you could, you could sort of push it off. Yeah. But then when it gets down to your own life, to be able to say like, Okay, I have screwed up in my life. Mm, yeah, I have messed up. Um, what I want to be, we were do, we actually had this discussion uh, this week at the uh, we're we're doing this like adult confirmation class at St. Francis Xavier, uh-huh. and we were talking about what why does the resurrection matter and like why does Jesus matter at all? That was kind of the and and part of the discussion was like would you would you want to be judged? Or would you want to even be known by like your worst action? Whoa. And uh, you know, and the whole table's just like, oh my gosh, no, you know, and we didn't like go into detail of like our worst thing ever, but you know, no. And so and so mercy is required. I mean, if there's no mercy, like what are we doing here? I mean, wouldn't you just on your worst day, wouldn't you just that would be it? I mean, that your yeah. whole life would be defined by that, that event. And so mercy is just so necessary from God to us, but then also from us to each other. You know, countries that have that have fought and that and now show mercy to each other. Individuals who used to yeah. hate each other. So anyway, I just I, I love I mean that it has this sort of I mean, every person in every culture ever has messed up. Yeah. And required mercy on some level. It. Yeah, so it has, we all need it, it. It has a universal significance. Yeah, it does that. Yeah, to to every every place, every time, every continent. Mm. And and this the the image of divine mercy is the is the image of the resurrection. So it's it's yeah, joyfully so Google, done. Google Google divine mercy image, and you'll see what we're talking about. So it's Jesus, 
and he's there and he kind of has his hand up like he's about to bless uh-huh like almost like a like a priest does at the end of mass and and then he has these two rays tell us about that he's got these rays coming out of his heart yeah the 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 rays the rays of light one of water and one of blood uh, one of baptism and one of the eucharist that these two great gifts of God's mercy and healing and forgiveness, these rays of light coming out of the... Vinnie Flynn told me, I was doing a retreat with him a couple of years ago, and he says, it is, if you were to zoom in on that spot, you would see the sacred heart of Jesus. Wow. So people who are like, oh, I don't know anything about the image of divine mercy, but you know about the sacred heart of Jesus because it's been around since the mm-hmm. 1800s. It's been around a long time. Uh, Saint, what's her name? St. Jose Maria script? No, it's not. Wow. Did I just say Where she and then St. Jose Maria? St. Uh, uh, Margaret Mary Alacoque yeah. 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 is the message of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Okay, Which, help me out. So, so the water, uh, I think everybody gets like water, the, like baptism. With baptism comes forgiveness of sins. Yeah. If you're a baby being baptized, your original sin is forgiven. If you're 100 years old and you're baptized... All your sins are forgiven. What does the Eucharist have to do with mercy? Okay, so the the prayer from the Chaplet of Divine Mercy about that, uh, which is also called uh, the uh, repentant prayer. Can I back up? Can I back up? Yeah. And can you tell tell us what what is the Chaplet of Divine Mercy? Oh, no. I'm just, this is nonstop. I've lost track of where I'm no, going. No, we're good. We're good. Okay, okay. Keep you. me keep me on track. What keep me on track, the, O'Brien, yeah. because we'll go off on bunny track. Because we got so, many, a, variety, a wide variety of listeners. So is the Chaplet... And then there's the novena. And so the, the chaplet each day is uh, the, the Our Father, the Hail Mary, the Creed, and then basically prayed on the rosary. Using a rosary. Yeah, yep. yeah. So yep. the first bead is, uh, Eternal Father, I offer unto you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, for the remission of my sins into life everlasting. And then the prayers are, For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. So it's calling down God's mercy upon the world, broken, divided by sin, to, to pour his blood. And that's what that, that other ray is, that we still have access to the blood of Christ. Mm, okay. It's not like, yep. you know, the, the blood of Christ is one and done, you know, like, okay, it was Good Friday and that's the end of it. No, the, the blood of Christ still is this ocean of mercy for us. Uh, oh, blood and water. And then the, the, the prayer of the... Uh, What's called the the oh what's the word I just said it chaplet novena no the other one Faustina no Jose Maria Scriva no definitely Poland. not that no oh blood and water which gush forth from the heart of Jesus as a font of mercy for us I trust in you nice. is the third of those really so you'll awesome often see that at the on the on the image it'll be the image of Jesus the rays coming out and on the bottom it will say I trust in you I Jesus, trust in you Jesus, Jesus I trust I trust in you so those are the those are the four kind of Things that are commonly known mm-hmm. about the about the the chaplet of the um, the chaplet of divine mercy that's prayed for the world for its healing. O blood and water, which gush forth from the heart of Jesus, as a font of mercy. A font is something like that overflows. Mm-hmm. So we're praying for God's mercy to overflow on the entire world and upon each of us. Also, you can drink out of a font. Yeah. And so I like that. We're called to consume his mercy. And th- 
that's the great beauty of this message, that God is, as John Paul II, as, as Encyclical said, God is divus et misericordes. He's rich in rich mercy. In mercy yeah. and, and, and why? And, and I think you nailed it. Like, why do we need mercy? Well, oh my because, gosh, who doesn't? Because we we pack up all these sins and evil against yeah, each anyone other. Anyone who out there, well, it's, it's uh, what is it? First John, you know, he who says he, he has no sin is a liar. I mean, we've all got it, and yeah. so that that God is rich in mercy, like gets me out of bed in the morning. Whoa, you know. I mean, if 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 there's no mercy, if it's just every man for himself, we're jobless. Then we, why don't we just all kill each other? I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But mercy, when mercy enters in, and Pope Francis has made this this point of emphasis too. Like when when mercy enters in, like hearts change. Think about a time when you've like you've really messed up, you've really hurt somebody with your words. Maybe you you hit them. Maybe you know. And then mercy is granted. Mm. You ask for forgiveness, and the person says, like, I forgive you, and I love you. Mm-hmm. Like, Whoa. it changes hearts. Yeah, it changes it hearts. We see it all the time in the confessional. Um, you know, we're talking about we did 20 hours of confessions during Holy Week. Um, you know, hearts changed. Yeah. People coming back Mine to God too. who had thought that they were set apart, you know, that they, that they were banished, that they couldn't be friends with God. Because of their sin, mm. and that, and to see that sin taken away, is is unbelievable. Yeah, do you know what, one of my favorite uh, stories about divine mercy? I I'd share this with you. It's it's probably my favorite. So there's this um, there's this guy who's a young thug, goes through a couple wars, ends up in World War One, gets out of World War One, gets involved with this new uh, party. Uh, and becomes a Nazi. His name is uh, Rudolf Hess. And Rudolf Hess uh, is just a rising star in the Nazi world. And when they decide to come up with the final solution to exterminate Jews, he comes up with the plan. And he uh, finds this place, Auschwitz-Birkenauer, which are two military camps that are run by uh, Poles. And so they, at Auschwitz-Birkenauer, he decides that's where they're going to start exterminating Jews from all over Europe. So they get, you know, it's Hungarians, Swedes, anybody from any part of Europe where there's Jews, they start importing them in. And so they bring them in on trains and trains and trains. And uh, I've taken stu- every time I go, I take students to Auschwitz-Birkenauer and I walk them through the entire complex, give them uh, a prayerful uh, visit mm. to to this place and even walk them through the gas chambers to allow them to see and to see Rudolf Hess's house. He lived right he on lived the there? compound. Oh my. Yeah, there was actually a, um, a young priest there named uh, Father Maximilian Colby, mm-hmm. who everybody knows who that guy is. Uh, so Maximilian Colby would have heard about the message of divine mercy because this is in, you know, at the end of the war in 1945. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Rudolf Hess gets found. Some British soldiers, his wife rats him out and says, because they're going to kill his, uh, his son. His wife says, yeah, the, my husband, um, you know, World War, sorry, World War II ends. He, he escapes and goes and hides and is working as a gardener. And they find him, uh, the British soldiers do, and beat the snot out of him. Oh. And then oh they pass him off uh, to the Nuremberg trials. 
And those guys beat the snot out of him, too, and are just brutally ruthless with him. So he's tried. He's convicted. And you would think, well, good. Yeah. He was brutally brutally ruthless with millions of people's lives. Yeah. He deserves everything he gets. Yeah, but I think think he, uh, at Nuremberg, he came up with a number of, like, uh, 2.5 million people they exterminated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he said even Auschwitz uh, had a max capacity. We couldn't kill any more people than that. Uh, so he gets sent to Poland where he's going to be hung at the gallows. I've taken students there and showed them. It's right next to the gas chambers. And uh, on his way there, he he actually uh, does some writing. Um, and he writes this down. You ready? My conscience compels me to make the following declaration. In the solitude of my prison cell, I have come to the bitter recognition that I have sinned gravely against humanity. As commandant of Auschwitz, I was responsible for carrying out part of the cruel plans of the Third Reich for human destruction. In so doing, I have inflicted terrible wounds on humanity. May the Lord God forgive me one day that I have done. And I ask the Polish people for forgiveness. And then he goes on to say this. You ready? He goes, in Polish prisons, I have experienced for the first time what human kindness is. Despite all that happened. I have experienced humane treatment, which I could never have expected and which has deeply shamed me. May the, fact, may the facts which are now coming out about the horrible crimes against humanity make the repetition of such cruel acts impossible for all times. Hmm. Okay, so that happens. Now, there's a story. So he's on his way to die. He's on his way to be killed at Auschwitz. So he, there's, this, there's a story um, from a... Um, uh, from World Youth Day a couple of years ago. And it says, Rudolf Hess hears the bells ringing. Ding, 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 ding. In a local church, he's imprisoned in Krakow. He hears the bells ringing. He asks for a priest who speaks German. They can't find one. They can't find one. They can't find one. He's having memories of being an altar boy in Germany. He asks for a priest. They can't find one that speaks with German. Finally, they find one. And he is a Je- local Jesuit priest. He shows up at the prison in Krakow. And he goes to meet Rudolf Hess and he opens the cell door and he realizes who's standing before him. That the last time these two men saw each other was at Auschwitz. And this priest, um, Father Vincislavs, uh, went to Auschwitz to get some Jesuits back. And Hess said to him, if I ever see you again, I'll have you killed. So now they're staring at each other. And they be- he closes the prison door. They begin to talk, 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 talk. The priest leaves. And he goes back to St. Joseph's Convent, which is where the message of divine mercy is being promulgated. And he gets Holy Communion and he takes it back to Rudolf Hess. His nephew goes along with him. That's who reports this whole story. It actually happened on World Youth Day in Poland. So he went to confession? So, so his, the, the nephew says, my uncle obviously heard the confession of Rudolf Hess, or he would have never given him the Holy Eucharist. But the pre- yeah, the priest can't talk about it. Yeah, the priest can't talk about it. So Rudolf Hess goes to die at, at Auschwitz, but he goes to die as like this forgiven. weeping man who is forgiven. asking for forgiveness, who is asking for God's mercy. And he ends literally on his wow. last day. He says, may God have mercy on me for what I have done to them. Wow. And th- that is one of the... I don't know what you call it, the, the first beautiful gifts of divine mercy. And most people don't know that story. And if you go to Auschwitz, so I take students to Auschwitz and I show them the terrible tragedies and I 
and then I show them where Rudolf Hess was executed. And then the, that afternoon, I take them to St. Joseph Convent and show them the image of a divine mercy and then finish the, the story. The real one. I mean, the yeah, original. the real one. And then finish the story. And we have mass together. I celebrate the English mass usually uh, there. And, uh, wow. and let the people know this is where we just came from. So uh, in our last few moments here, if, if forgiveness and mercy is possible for a Nazi. Yeah. Then it might just be possible for you. Yeah. And you can pray the chapel to divine mercy. You know, Leroy Smith, coach John Smith's mm-hmm. dad, mm-hmm. that was his thing. He picked it up in April yep. of 2000 when John Paul II said, pray it. He's been praying it for 18 years and just recently died. and just recently died. And his family was surrounded him praying and who, he didn't pray. I mean, he probably prayed it for the entire world because that's who it's for. It's for the whole world. Have mercy on us and, and on, on the, the whole, whole world. world. So when you yeah. pray the chaplet of divine mercy, uh, you could just like, I don't know, as my spiritual director tells me, he says, just pull the bow back and let the mercy fly. Mm-hmm. Pray it for anybody. Saturate the world in God's mercy. Drown it in the yeah, ocean of mercy. For yourself, for your family, yeah. and for people you've never met. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. So, so uh, this, yeah, this this Sunday uh, is Divine Mercy Sunday. It's second Sunday of Easter. We're still in the Easter season. It will be for 50 days. Go to confession. Go to Divine so, yeah, Mercy go to Sunday liturgies. Pray the Chaplet of Divine Mercy. We're going to have a holy hour Sunday afternoon. Us too. Uh, two o'clock. Uh, we're very excited about it. So anyway, Divine Mercy Sunday. We awesome. hope that, that story inspires you to seek mercy and be merciful. We are the pastors of pain, and uh, we'll see you next week. God bless you. God bless you.